Hi, I am your host, Leonette Talley, and you are listening to Virago 24-7. Virago is Latin for female warrior, and 24-7 is for all day, every day. Virago 24-7 is a weekly podcast that brings diverse women together to talk about life and our experiences in this world. We share our views on self-love, mental health, marriage, children, friendships, and really anything that needs to be talked about. Here, you will find everyday growth, everyday healing with everyday warriors. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I am here by myself. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't going to record. It is Tuesday evening, and I normally release any shows that I do on Wednesday morning. And I haven't had any guests uh, since I've had Philip. I haven't had any guests on the show, so I haven't re- been recording. But I felt like I needed to record something. Um, I had one friend last week asking and wondering where this show, where my show was, and I'm like, you know what? I'm slacking. Um, I do feel comfortable recording with others, but I have to get more comfortable recording by myself because I do have a lot to say. So, you know, sometimes it's good just to record. So I thank you, my friend, you know who you are, because I'm sure you'll be listening. Um, Thank you for motivating me to put a show out this week. So I am going to talk about the past and not necessarily going back into my past and like regurgitating everything and, and pulling everything back out. But um, it seems to be what motivated me to, you know, to do the podcast was to talk about our lives, talk about the past, um, you know, talk about what motivates us, what has made us who we are, which is pretty much our past. Um, but I did post this um this, I don't know if you call it a quote, but um, I posted this on um, my face group page, Virago 24-7, last week. And man, when I read it, it just, it touched me and I was like, oh, I need to, I need to talk, talk about this. Um, so it says, letting go, forgiving, moving on. How? You have to give, give up your need for a different past. You have to allow yourself to grieve for what happened or a lot of the times what didn't happen. It doesn't mean you're okay with what happened or didn't happen. It means that you're accepting life now and in the past for what it was and what it is. It means refusing to stay locked into your anger and hurt. It means refusing to allow the past to ruin your life any longer. Move forward slowly if you must, but move. Life is so short and only you decide what happens now. You choose heaven or hell every single day with your thoughts. Start now and write a new story. This very moment is all yours. It belongs to no past or future. You choose to make it beautiful. So I saw this and I was like, damn, like this is the journey I've been on. And I feel like I, every year and every month and every week and every day, I feel like I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm letting go. And if you've been listening from the beginning, you know that This journey started around 2015. Um, 
shortly after my father died, I, I figured I, I needed to do something. I needed to work on myself. I needed to change how I react to things. I needed to just learn and grow. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, I just knew that it needed to happen. So, you know, I started by focusing on my outer, you know, on my physical. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be strong. So I was exercising and I was like, you know, working on my body. And then slowly with reading and and reading different books and articles and just talking to friends, I started working more on the internal. And it all started, honestly, um, for the internal part of, of my growth and healing. Uh, it was 2018, I believe, when, um, like I, I've, so I've told you all before, but if you're a new person coming to the podcast, um, I had pa- panic attacks. I've had them since I was little. Um, I would say my first memory had to be like 11, 12. And we have never been able to figure it out until um, I went in in 2018 and I was told these are panic attacks. And I just, gosh, damn it, wish that someone would have told me these things sooner. Um, because sometimes it's good to know so that you can, first of all, know that you're not dying because panic attacks won't kill you and just understand what your body is doing and and maybe uh, take some steps in order to minimize that. So that's where my internal, um, you know, healing really truly started was I feel back then. And now, man, with this podcast and just talking to people and having people on the show and just me reading, 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 um, I feel like I'm the type of person, you know, I tried therapy um, because that's what they suggested when I, you know, when I, when they told me I had panic attacks and then they, you know, suggested getting on medication, which was very hard for me to do. So I was on medication for about a year and then, you know, felt like, I felt like I could get myself to feel that way, calm, cool, and collected without the medication. I just knew it would have to be hard work. And with the, you know, with, I'm not against, um, I'm definitely not against therapy at all. Uh, I just, I felt like it didn't really work for me, even though I only went a few times. Maybe I just wasn't the right match with that, with that therapist. But I just learned by, being around other people and like reading and I, and I'm the type of person that can read something and, you know, it's not going to be instant, but I can start internalizing it and working on it and practicing it. So that's what I've been doing these past few years. And so letting go of the past has like been my number one thing that I've wanted to do. And, you know, I'm still a work in progress. I feel like I've let a lot of things go. I've learned not to play the blame game. I've learned not to be the victim. Um, I've learned to feel the feelings and and validate my feelings, even if I don't have other people, you know, outside that are were the ones that caused those feelings. Even if they haven't validated them, it's okay. Like I've had to learn to just do it on my own, and it's been good. So that that um, thing that I posted just really hit home, and and I'm just always wonder if other people, you know, go through the same thing with their past, and it just may not even be childhood. Um, things, uh, which I feel like most of us, when we talk about the past, that's what we revert to as like being a child. But, you know, it could be something that we've done in our 20s or while we were in college or in certain relationships as an adult. Like we all regret regret something from our past and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something f- from our childhood. 
So like I said, I've been reading a lot. I've learned how to meditate and I'm still learning. I don't do it every day, but man, that's helped with, you know, teaching me how to feel the feelings and let those thoughts enter my mind, be be kind to yourself and just letting them go. So that's been helpful to me writing. I like to write my thoughts down. I like to write quotes down. I like to write things that I've read in books. Um, I don't really like to underline stuff. I'm like in books, even though I do it sometimes. I know people like to highlight and underline. I like to rewrite what I read because I feel like it gets into my psyche, into my head better if I'm actually physically writing it versus like underlining and and highlighting. I've always been that way. Even in high school, I just like to write everything down, even though it's like right in front of me. Just I guess the way I learned, the way I I pick things up. But I, you know, wanted to share a story because I, like I said, I'm still on this journey to really letting go and learning not to let things trigger me. Because if you all know, my word of the year is calmness. And I'm trying very hard just to stay calm despite what's going on around me. And, you know, and if you listen to the podcast that I did with my husband, Philip, we talked about the four agreements, so just not taking things personal and not assuming and all those things. But even though I talk about these things and I read about them, I'm still not 100% an expert. And I don't think I'll ever be an expert. Um, So when I'm talking on this podcast, please don't assume that I'm like this expert. I haven't had any formal training. It's just things that I read and I just speak from my experience. But there's something that happened um, that triggered me severely. And I'm an open book. I'm a wide open book. Um, I try to speak more from my experience and from my point of view. And a lot of my stories obviously um, have to do with other people in my life. So I'm trying to not bring others into, um, you know, into this podcast because they haven't signed up for this, you know? So, um, so if you hear me picking and choosing my words carefully, it's because it's not because I'm afraid to tell the story. It's just, you know, I'm, learning and trying to be mindful of others while telling my story. Um, Because in the end, it does affect me and I'm a part of it, you know. So my daughter, who's uh, about to be 22, um, which is crazy because I had her at this age, at her age of 21. So it's crazy that she's there. Um, You know, she's been going to to therapy and... um, You know, she's needing to process things from her childhood, just like, you know, a lot of us have things. I encourage it. I think it's great. I know that in therapy, she's going to talk about me because I'm the biggest, you know, biggest impact on her and, and also the biggest, the person that has probably caused the most trauma and also the best moments. Like I'm that person, it's positive and negative things that, um, you know, that I've brought to her life. And so I own it. Um, I've said before that if I can go back in time, I would. I'm learning. I'm growing. So I'm so cool with her talking about, you know, how I make her feel. If I say something, you know, and she's going to therapy and, you know, talking about like how that made her feel or what something that I've done, I completely a thousand percent understand. I get it. I'm all for it. Um, but in, you know, in her sharing sometimes what she talks about, she doesn't always come out 
and say, hey, this is what I've talked about in therapy. But, you know, she'll make comments and was like, okay, I'm sure that's what they've discussed. And so one of the things that I guess triggered me that I don't know if I should have, but I'm learning just to just be like, you know what, I can't be perfect and I can't um, let just anything just roll off my back. Even though as hard as I'm trying to do that, it's just not humanly possible. And it's not fair to me. Um, And I'm not saying that other people are doing this to me. I'm saying for myself, it's not fair for me to put that self that on myself to always bury, bury, bury because, oh, it could be worse. I'm trying to be the bigger person. So I'm learning to feel the feelings and let them go. So she made the comment, I guess, that I, um, which is very valid because I am very, like, I have this detachment. Um, I don't know the proper term, but I'm very detached from things and, and sometimes even people. Um, I don't know if it's coping mechanism. I don't know. I'm sure there's a therapist out there that can analyze me. Um, but it's would be nice for me to put my own story out there instead of people trying to guess where I'm coming from. So she made the comment of that I'm a quote unquote military brat. And that's why um, I have detachment issues. So what triggered me is that I don't I don't see myself as a military brat. Yes, my dad was in the army. And yes, um, our initial move when I was younger was because he was in the army. However, anything after that had nothing to do with him being in the army. So I don't really identify as an army, quote unquote, army brat. And I know many people that moved a lot that don't have the same issues that I do. So Yes, I talk about I moved all the time and this and that, but there are plenty of people that moved all the time. I have my really dear friend, Tiffany, who's moved all the time that doesn't have the same uh, quote unquote issues that I do as far as the moving thing goes. So that kind of was like, okay, if we're going to talk about me in therapy, which is fine, let's talk about how I make you feel, not analyze Leonette's life. And so I haven't been able to discuss it with her because it kind of happened all of a sudden and then she she left. So she didn't realize that like that it got me upset because my issues are not, hey, Lena moved a lot. Like that's to me so like trivial. Um it's it's way deeper than that. And it's just so much more than, oh, I moved a lot. Um it's it was my my family life and I'm not going to get into it today. I'm just, my point of telling you this is that I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still trying to heal. And there's certain things that will trigger me. And there's certain things that I just feel misunderstood. And I'm learning that I don't have to, um, again, seek validation or tell my story in order to get my point across. Um, but it's just so much deeper than, than um, oh, I, I moved a lot. My detachment issues are way deeper than that. So I'm reading these books and I'm reading these quotes and I'm talking about it on this podcast because for this very reason that I just feel like I'm not, even though I feel like, okay, I got this, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I I've come so far. There's always going to be things in our lives that are just like, okay, they set you back a a little bit. I don't know if that was a setback, but it makes you think, okay, the past 
will always be there. Like I've realized who I am is because of that. And the things that I'm trying to overcome are because of the past and the, and the ways that I interact with my children are because of my past. So I completely understand all of that. And I, and I, like I said, I love that she's talking about it and that she's, you know, hopefully I guess with them talking about that, learning to understand how she is going to interact with me. Cause I feel like that's what therapy is about is learning how to interact with people around you. Um, instead of you wanting and needing others around you to kind of bend to your wants and needs, if that makes sense. So I, I get it. But, you know, I just wanted to just share that because I I want to be an open book and I want to say so much to you guys um, because I feel like that's how we learn from each other is, is um, you know, by talking and being vulnerable, which can be super, super hard. But yeah, so that happened and, you know, I th- we're, we're going to be fine and I keep trying to be positive because my true self, who I truly am, I believe is, or maybe this is something that I've just told myself, I feel like I'm a negative person um, naturally. Um, I'm a pessimist. I'm cynical. Like, I feel like that's who I naturally am. So I am learning to be more positive, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, to understand others and, you know, why they tick and why they are the way they are. However, I still have to just be me and still feel feel my feels. Um, I'm reading this other book that I can't quite talk about because I just started it. So when I'm done with it, I'm sure I'll share, um, but it's called The Redeeming Heartache how past suffering reveals our true calling. So, so far I'm like in love and it basically is pretty much what I've said in the beginning is just like owning it, feeling it, um, feeling the past, feeling that our feelings were valid and just learning how to heal from that so that we can, you know, use our calling and our gift and, that God has given us um, for for others. So that's something that I'm reading that I can't wait when I'm, once I'm done, um, share some goodies with you of what I learned. Or you can read them, uh, read it along with me, and maybe we can um, have a little book club, whoever wants to join me on the show, because sometimes it's no fun recording by myself. Actually, before we move on, one thing that I did read uh, from the book today is, and I underlined it, I didn't write it down because... I didn't have my notebook, but um, it says, regardless of the dynamics in our family of origin, even when they're healthy, none of us is immune from trauma and all of us are inclined to protect our hearts. Harm can be mitigated by good enough parenting, but even the best of us can't keep our children safe in a fallen world. So for those who are out there feeling like what we're doing is just not good enough, we're never going to be good enough because we weren't meant to be the end all be all for our kids. And that's what I'm learning. And I think a lot of us take it so personal. Um, and that's why there's sometimes no room for some of us to grow and heal from it because we have parents or we are those parents that are just in denial that we don't want to be the ones that cause this to our, to our kids, but we're human. The only being that can fully be there for, for us, our children, is God. We we weren't meant to be everything for our kids. Even if we're doing our best, there's always going to be something that 
our kids or we have taken away um, as children, um, no matter what. So that was very profound. And just understanding that even when we're trying to do the right thing, we're not going to be perfect. And it's okay. It's just realizing that we are human and that we will fall. And just pray that our kids will get to a point where where they understand that, especially if they're seeing us learning and growing with them. I don't I don't subscribe to those people that are just like, well, just it was what it was. And they're just the same person. They haven't grown. They haven't healed from their upbringing and they're just stagnant. I don't subscribe to that. Um, I don't respect that. So I'm talking for, you know, to those who are wanting to grow and are truly doing their best and are really trying to heal themselves so that they can help be there for their kids. So just want to share that tidbit. Even though, like I said, I can't share all of it because I just started, but um, I will give some tidbits as I read. So as always, when I'm alone recording, I love to look up articles to reference so that I can share with you all. I did find this article on betterhelp.com and it is about letting go of the past. It says how to let go of the past and live in the present and this Um, It looks like it was just written this year, so it's very current. But I'm not going to read all of it. I'm not going to bore you with all of it, but I'm going to read you this paragraph that I just, I'm like, I can't skim through all of this. I'm going to read all of it. The headline for this, because there's different paragraphs. This one says, accepting the past and letting go. The only way to let go of the past and live in the present is to accept the past. There is no use in trying to dissect past problems and look for answers You do not really need answers. The human brain seeks for understanding when something negative happens by asking questions. We want to make sense of why we are hurting, maybe to try to prevent future pain. Hallelujah. Let's stop right there. Like, holy crap. That is all like, that's what I needed to read today because that has been me for the past. How old am I? I just turned 43 in November. I would say the past 41 years. That is what has motivated me is to find answers and to question everything and to try to understand. And I've come to terms with, I may never, and I not may, I won't truly understand ever. And I've honestly come to be at peace with that. Um, I can say wholeheartedly, I've come to be at peace with that. That alone is what has caused me so much sadness and anger all bottled in one Leonette is trying to understanding, trying to understand it and just getting more, more confused, more frustrated when I didn't have all the answers. And that's kind of how I function anyways, as a person, I just need to know the full scope of what I'm dealing with. Um, I don't know why, but that's just the way I take anyways, back to the article, but pain cannot be prevented. And sometimes the most healing thing to do is to accept your feelings about what happened If you knew the how and why of every negative event that occurred in your past, there's no guarantee they would never happen again. You cannot change the past. The only productive thing you can do is accept the past and let it go. Like in Frozen, let it go. A helpful question to ask yourself is, what did this teach me? Instead of how can I change what happened This can help focus you on yourself in the present and on your personal growth. And that is what 
I'm trying to do moving forward. Instead of asking why me, I've done this and did ba 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 ba. What did this teach me? Yes, this sucked. Yes, I cried it out. Yes, it made me sad. Yes, it made me angry. Yes, it made me this. What did this teach me? So that in the future I can, I'm learning to not control my emotions because that's impossible. It's learning to feel the emotions and learning the lesson behind it so that next time maybe it's a little easier. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet, but that's, that's what I'm asking myself. What have I learned from this? So one of the things that we can do to live in the present and to let go, it says practicing mindfulness. And I'm not going to read everything that it says about mindfulness, but basically mindfulness practices involve focusing your attention on bodily sensations, oftentimes in the natural act of breathing or an object in front of you. The goal is to notice everything about that activity or object letting thoughts in your mind float away without attachment to them. So that is why I've started doing meditation. And I just, I downloaded the Calm app and um, and you can go back to my show. I don't know what number it was, but I believe it's called Namaste to Happiness, where I went on a retreat in Arizona and I did meditation really for the first time. Maybe I had attempted it in the past. I Probably not, but this was the first time I had like this true guided meditation in a class. And it was the most powerful thing I've ever experienced. And not saying that every time I meditate, there's like this epiphany or like this ha-ha moment. No, it's just more for relaxation to calm the mind. And I would love to say I do it every day. And that's my goal is to do it every single day, but I do not. Um, but that's what I am striving for. And if I don't do it every day, you know, in the past, I would have been like beating myself up and being like, oh, I can't believe I don't do it every day. And then probably just stop because I'm a loser or whatever words I like to tell myself to beat myself up. I don't do that anymore. So you know what? If I don't do it for whatever reason, there's times where I could have done it and I just did it. It is what it is. The next step to letting go of the past and being in the present is the act of forgiveness. Forgiveness is an action because it involves a conscious choice to forgive yourself for mistakes or another person for the pain they caused you in the past. Forgiveness is a choice that you make for yourself not to carry the burden of pain any longer. And we all hear the cliche of, you know, oh, it's like drinking poison and thinking the other one's going to die, blah, blah, blah. You, Yes, we all know this, these cliches, but gosh damn, is it hard to do? You can throw all the cliches out at us. It's hard. It's hard to forgive. But I understand. Sometimes you just have to just forgive whether that person asks for forgiveness or not. Let it go. Because listen, we don't have time for that. We want to move on and, and make things happen in the future. Um, the next thing it says, stop distracting. And so basically it's saying to stop using things to distract you. And usually when you're doing something to an excess it is serving as a, a distraction. Examples of distracting behaviors are drinking too much, spending too much time on your phone, on other screens, gambling, spending, working to excess. So anything that you do to distract from your feelings, what you're going through, yeah, stop it. Learn to find other coping mechanisms is what it's telling you to do. And living in the present. I'm going to read all of this because I like it. 
Living in the present means you have accepted the past, learned from the past, and moved forward. Living in the present is the only way to enjoy life to its fullest. Experiencing the present moment tends to lead to feelings of appreciation for what it is to be alive. When you are present in the moment, you're experiencing your environment and the events taking place as they occur. When you live in the present, you listen when others speak. You are not overthinking about the future. You are not spending too much time with your past memories. You notice your environment or surroundings. You're not spending too much time in behaviors of distraction. So according to this article, when we've conquered our past, we can start living in the present. And I'm all about that. I'm all about sitting still with my thoughts. And if I start ruminating about something, learning to just feel it and let it go. And that's what I'm learning. And hopefully we can learn together because... This whole being stuck in the past is no bueno and no fun. And I was just over it and done. And even when I get triggered and get pulled back into that that space of like, oh, that's just not what it was. I felt the feelings. I let it out. And now I feel better. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm still learning and growing. I am still reading lots of things and I'm being one with the present, sitting outside, listening to the birds sing. I really do that, which is very um, Disney-like, very Princess Disney-like where you're sitting out and you're like listening to the birds sing and chirp and, oh, I wonder what they're saying. Are they arguing? Are they singing to each other. What are they doing? I actually said that out loud. And my son's like, um, I don't hear the birds. What? You don't hear all those birds? Like, come on now. So I'm actually doing all the things. I'm trying to do all the things so that I can be in the present and live a more chill life because my year is going to be calm. (laughs) That's what it is. It's going to be calm. Another thing. Oh, yes. Another thing before I go. I wanted to share, um, my friends know me so well, and I got such awesome little gifts for my birthday and for Christmas. So we do, from our boot camp group, we do a secret Santa. So my secret Santa knows me very well. And I got a few things that are, everything was awesome, but one of the gifts was a box and I don't have it in front of me, but I believe they're called blessing words or the blessing box, or I don't know. But anyways, inside this box are like so many little cards with words on them. And you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do is take one word out and read it and kind of embody that word. So that is one way that I'm kind of trying to stay in the moment, stay present, stay positive, because you know, my mind likes to go to the negative. And it's such an awesome gift. I was so, so happy to receive it. And I thank her dearly. And so that's what I've been doing. Now, I, my plan was to take one out every week. Sometimes I forget. So literally, I keep it in my car because I'm in there a lot. I'm, you know, an Uber driver. Not not really a, a real Uber driver, but I call myself an Uber driver when I'm driving my kids everywhere and picking them up and dropping them off. So any mother out there, you know what it feels like to be an Uber driver. 
Anyways, so I keep it in the car. I take one out. And even I've had the kids, you know, I think I've talked about this, but um, I don't know. I don't know what I talk about on podcasts, but um, I don't know if I've mentioned this already in the past, but um, I have them pick, you know, a word out because they they've gotten very excited about picking the word out and figuring out like what it means. So I don't know if the universe is telling me something or if all of these words are related somehow. But my first word, I think, was patience. Yeah, it was patience, which I've tried, I think, from the very, probably since I was born, is to be patient. And then I've read somewhere that when you ask God for patience, he's going to put you in situations where you have to use patience. And then it's just like this vicious cycle of, I'm not patient, but I need to be patient, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so you get put in, in situations to be patient. So patience is one of them. And I think it's also not just patience, like, oh, I need to be patient with people, just being patient about things that I want or desire and knowing that maybe this is not the time to have that. So being patient in that way. Another one was uh, transform. So I'm like, am I transforming? And what am I transforming into? Um, Last week was immerse, emergence. Yes, emergence, like to emerge so I'm like, I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. So that's what I literally, that song came in my head <laughs> when I had transform and emerge. I'm like, I feel like I'm coming out. I don't know what I'm coming out to, but I'm coming out. I'll let you know. Um, this week it was yielding. And I'm like, yield means to like stop. But what does that really mean? So yielding, which I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like the definition. Uh, it says giving away under pressure, not hard or rigid. Giving a product or generating a financial return of a specified amount. Those are the two definitions. I'm like, I don't appreciate that. So then I Googled um, a yielding person. What is a yielding person like? So it says a yielding person can change the way they normally behave or deal with situations when it is helpful or necessary. I said, bam, that is it. Because those other two definitions are whack. So yielding, a yielding person can change the way they normally behave or deal with situations when it is helpful or necessary. So words are so powerful. So I feel like me trying to be calm this year, me transforming, me yielding, me emerging, me being patient. Don't forget patience. I'm taking these words to heart and I'm trying to manifest that into my life. So this week, if you want to follow along, I'll try to, you know, share my word of the week or two weeks. I don't know. It's every week or two that I pick one. If I remember when I'm recording, I'll share my word and maybe you guys can follow along. So this week's word, yielding. So let's see what happens this year. Um, I feel like manifestation is very real. I know I've talked about it before. Don't have really room to talk about it today, but manifestation is very real. So I feel like with these words and changing how I think and how I, not changing how I feel because our feelings are valid. It's just learning what they mean and learning what to do with them. So anyways, I appreciate you guys being here. And I thank you, my friend who motivated me to record today. It's been fun. And I have no more words. I will leave you with a quote. We cannot change the past to rewrite a better beginning, but we can work for the future and strive for a better ending. Have a wonderful week. 
you so much for listening to Virago 24-7. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please give us five-star ratings. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virago 24 underscore seven and on Facebook at Virago 24 slash seven and just connect with us and share your story. We'd love to hear from you.